I was born ready, even though I haven't read anything and don't do anything. <laughs> Sister Christian, born I, ready. I know. Well, <laughs> doesn't know anything, didn't prepare, but totally yeah. Here we are. Here we are. It's Tuesday. Uh, sorry, no, it's Thursday, August 12th, 2021. This is the producer's happy hour with two unprepared producers on opposite coasts right. chatting over drinks about what it means to be a good producer. I'm Lawrence Lewis here in lovely Los Angeles. And it's Sister Christian over here in New York. It's disgusting. And it's the dog days of summer. Like you would not believe this, like the inside of a dog's mouth. It's gross. And we're back after a couple of busy weeks. And today we're talking about the Instagram account, IOTSI Stories, um, which features anonymous stories from abusive or unsafe working conditions. Mm Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. all had our fair share of <laughs> those, um, but we want to hear from you. Uh, so please join the conversation at producershappyhourgroup.com or email us at producershappyhour at gmail.com. Send us your questions, your comments, your thoughts, your your likes, your dislikes, uh, your hopes, dreams, and wishes, anything you want. <laughs> and your stories. <laughs> and your stories. And, <laughs> yeah. And don't forget to rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts because it really helps other people like you find the show. Yeah. And uh, if you have questions for us, join us on Office Hours. Uh, We believe in mentorship and sharing information in this business. So if you are new to the industry or you're stuck somewhere in your career, need some advice, hit us up. Same email, producershappyhour at gmail.com and let us know you'd like to have Office Hours with us. All right, Christian, what are you drinking? Happy right, hour. Lawrence. Well, so I think people normally think of a kamikaze as a as a um, shooter, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> especially in the south or the beach towns. But Sasha makes a really good one over ice. <laughs> Ooh! And he adds a, just a touch of cherry juice, so I guess it's a cherry kamikaze. A cherry kamikaze. Yeah, so it's good and trashy like I am. <laughs> oh, can we call that a cherry bomb? Like from the, like the runaways? I don't know. I don't know. I'm absolutely sure there's a cherry bomb out there that is yeah. different concoction than oh, this. But okay. no. All right. But we could call it a Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that is. Um, please write us and tell us how wrong we are. Yeah, please. Um, and how, <laughs> what are you drinking, Mary? Uh I am, you know, one of my staples, uh, IPA, <laughs> Golden Road Brewery, uh, uh, Wolf Pup Session IPA. From oh, nice. Right out of L.A. Yeah, so I know we saw each other last week, and um, when we did, you brought over like a whole six-pack of uh, Anchor, I think it was, and I was like, yep, you're going to be drinking that all by yourself. <laughs> oh, well, no, I, hope, I mean, I can't drink it. I, I hope it went to good. I hope weeks. it went to good use. I don't think I got through all of them. No, there's <laughs> a few left, and they're in the fridge waiting for you. Perfect. I can't wait to come <laughs> right. back. Exactly. To your LA abode. I'm actually technically in Joshua Tree. That's why it sounds a little echoey, because I'm in a, a my living room in Joshua Tree, um, getting away from the city for a little while because uh, I've got a birthday coming up. What? Yeah, so I'm taking some time <laughs> off. And I was born. It happened. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So um, IPAs all around. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and how about you? What's going on? What's it, it's been a couple of weeks. Obviously, we haven't done the podcast because we've both been busy and crazed and all that kind of stuff. But what what have you been up to? 
It's been ridiculous. Well, Tara Dolak had that party. <laughs> and it was really weird going to um, see people in such in that way. But it was outside and it was good. I just haven't, I'm just not back in the swing of being uh, out and social yet, but I uh, loved every second of it. Got to see a bunch of people that I know. So that was fun. And then I was in LA for a little bit and I'm actually coming back to LA next week. So opportunity awaits there, Lawrence. I, I can't wait. Yeah, it's been, you know, it's it's just as busy as it has been the last few months, you know, that frantic kind of busy mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that what has happened is we've all adjusted to this pace and nobody thinks it's crazy anymore. Well. Until really until we get how, into until we get mm-hmm. into IATSE stories and talk about that, there right because I I think it's really really funny how used to things we can get. So yes, please continue. Well, we'll get there when we talk about the show. But <laughs> the, you know, one thing we should talk about because it's probably going to be coming up a lot is the, I was bidding through my own company, Indelible Arts, a, a, an experiential project. Where, how can I say this without revealing too much, you know, Delta variant concerns, COVID cases became a concern because it was a live event. And so it might get retooled a little bit because of the concern of the rising cases, which it should be, They, you know, they should be concerned. But I wonder what's going to happen to, if anything like that's going to come up for just regular commercial filmmaking. Yeah, there's a ton of concern and people were starting to go back to work. I'm sure, you, you know, you saw that. And mm-hmm. then um, they put the kibosh on that. Um, oh, fucking Cuomo, too. I know we don't have time to talk about that. Oh, I do want to hear what you have to, to think. Last year and we just be like, mm, sugar daddy Cuomo. And then all of a sudden it's like, mm-hmm. I'm not perverted. I'm Italian. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So, but yes, you're right. Like, I mean, I'm very concerned about LA right now because it just feels like um, people were dialing back their precautions and especially on set. And I was hearing whispers of like one day um, shoots not needing to test anymore, just multiple, like just moving. And then all of a sudden it's back on full force, like especially with like Netflix and the big guys, like requiring vaccinations mm-hmm. for you to be in zone a yep. which i think is huge like if, if the actor or the actress has their mask off then yeah everyone around them but you know as we've as we can see now like you can get it if you've been vaccinated so we need to do everything we need to be vaccinated and all the precautions and all the testing so now yeah. we've tripled up on the money yeah we'll exactly see how that goes. <laughs> we'll see we'll see how that goes because it's already expensive they were squeezing us before. Yeah. The budgets were squeezed before, but now it's, guess what? You got to do it all. Yeah. It, it's very real. It's very real. Very unfortunately. Real. Yeah. I was really looking forward to like the vaccinations being part of the process. So you didn't have to test if you got vaccinated and more and more that would be common. And yeah, it doesn't seem like there's any, going to be any change anytime soon because. No. Uh, I mean, did you hear that turn. <laughs> Oh, I did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't, the vaccine doesn't even touch Lambda. Is that in South? So. That's in South America right now, right? So I thought it was South Africa, but oh, yeah. is it South Africa? Oh. Um, but you know what? I'm just gonna keep on wearing this mask. It, you know, it's doing good. Yeah, it's helping. Yeah. So. Well, speaking of uh, get coming back to work as uh, at full force, that's exactly what the topic of today's show is. 
I love these stingers. I like to use them all the time. This guy. This guy. Kyle Puccia, folks. Kyle Puccia. Kyle Puccia. Thank <laughs> him. Thanks to him. So Ben Gottlieb uh, posted on Instagram a while ago, and this kind of went around the circle of, of you know film production people. And it was just basically his story about working long hours on set. And he said, and this is something we've been saying almost every single episode, as restrictions restrictions were being lifted, pre-lockdown hours became the norm again. And yep. he doesn't think it's anyone, this is his quote, I don't think it's anyone's specific fault. I just think a lot of us got a taste of what life could be like if we got normal hours. If we would, if we could come home and spend time with family or friends for a few hours mm -hmm. before going to bed. So this one post got so much attention that he didn't expect. He's a he's a set lighting tech, uh, I think for, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's TV or film. And it got so much notoriety, went around, everybody started posting it because it's talking about safety and people getting in car crashes because they're too tired to drive home after a 16-hour mm -hmm. day. And it also it, it exemplifies the fact that we shoot a 12-hour day. We budget a 12-hour day. And even for us, you know, a 12-hour day, you know, you know you're going to go over that probably. But even a 12-hour day, if it's, if it's actually on time, especially truck drivers, electricians, they got to, like, clean the cable, the wrap out, driving back to the, to the yard with the truck. A lot of those people are still doing a 15-hour day on a 12-hour, you know, our 12-hour day. And so people are realizing that it's kind of not worth, it's not, I don't even think it's about the money. It's kind of not worth it, right? Like not having, especially TV. It's not worth it. People are turning down. Especially TV, mm -hmm. right? Think about yeah. TV shows that shoot five days a week and, you know, every day or features. They get later and later every day. So you, your call mm -hmm. time Monday is, you know, 4, 5, or 6 a.m. Your call time on Friday is noon, 2, and then that's when you shoot all your night stuff. But that means you wrap Saturday at noon, at noon or two, and that's your whole weekend. And then you've got to like figure out how to reset your. It clock. eats into your Saturday, and yeah, yeah. They're called. They're called. What and are go they to called? the bank or anything that would happen. You go to the bank. The <laughs> yeah. When do you do your laundry? Saturdays. When do you do? Yeah. So, anyways, this post by uh, this this electrician Ben. Well, I don't know the direct connection, but uh, there is now an Instagram story called IOTC Stories. It's I A underscore Stories. You should check it out. Everyone should should check it out and take a look at it because it's basically an, a place where anonymous crew people can post their stories about working insane hours or in very unsafe situations. So, Christian, I know you haven't seen this yet, but like, I, I just want to take a couple of them and, and read them because it's kind of like everything we've been talking about on this show where we like, you know, we really thought that we were going to come back to some better way of working, or we're, this was an opportunity for us to reinvent how oh, we're going to continue dream, with production and make yeah. it better, right? And it, it doesn't, it has not happened because we're just back full force. We're working crazy hours, and it's almost harder than it ever was, at least in my opinion. I don't know, what, I don't know what everyone else thinks, but here's here's one post. I'll just, I just a random post I pulled up mm -hmm. since the pandemic. Work on accounting has been especially hard. I know we are the department everybody hates and thinks we are the studio driven. Uh, but the truth is many of us got into it with hopes of having normal hours. That truly disappeared since the pandemic. I broke out in shingles from consistently working so many six days, 95% of them, which went unpaid. And my boss told me it wasn't stress related. 
Okay. So um, when I was at that party and I got to see production people and you know how we try, like, you know, I was making a concerted effort to, you know, like the thing we talk about, you know, the, the, the shit awards. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the shit champion, you've got the shittiest story champion. Yeah. And I was trying, but every production person that was there was just like, I'm just selectively choosing. I'm not yeah. in a big rush to do three jobs at a time, but although I could, I'm just, I'm fed up. I'm exhausted. What I'm being asked to do is too much. I can't keep up. And it's not worth me killing myself, basically. And then also tr getting shit from everybody else around me because the budgets are low. So vendors and crew, like nobody's happy. Mm -hmm. Like we went from this, you know, like thinking utopia was coming. Yeah. And then it wasn't. We were all disappointed. And then it got frantically busy out there. So, I mean, all that, you know, I had to make up for losing work last year. And then now we're in a period where the behavior has not gotten better. So it is really up to us to change it. And we, we, we can't, I mean, I'm getting two calls a day for weeks now and people are still reaching out to see if I, I haven't PM'd in what, 10 years. <laughs> I'm getting you know, woodwork calls about production managing. I'm like, thanks. I appreciate your call. I haven't done that in years, but uh, you know, like good luck with your job. And it's just because I'm number 50 on some random list. Somebody was like, maybe Christian still PMs, you know, like it right. literally it's insane out there. So, but then and on top of that, the stories that I'm hearing are very close to these. It's amazing. So here's another one that I just, that I just read the other day, which is terrifying because we've already been down this road with Sarah Jones, but this one says, a few days ago, I was shooting a pilot for a major network. We had a scene in a subway tunnel for two days, and the production worked with the subway operator to make sure everything was safe. The company told the producers that we could shoot in the subway tunnel until 11 p.m., and after that, the tracks would go live. So the cast and crew would need to be wrapped out of the tunnel 40 minutes beforehand. The camera department said they needed at least 30 minutes to pack up and move out. Knowing all of this, the first AD decided to completely ignore all the protocols and kept shooting until 10.50 p.m. And that, oh. at that moment, the entire crew started running out of the tunnel with their gear over their heads, screaming. What it was complete fuck? chaos and pandemonium. The crew was terrified and feared for their Why, lives. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, first of all, no. No. Secondly, nobody learned. <laughs> like that. Nobody learned. 2014. Yeah. Uh, Remember that name on every slate you saw for two years? That was why. <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. like the memory is great. And I just cannot believe in my right mind. I would love to just, I know that these are anonymous. <laughs> I get it. But I would just <laughs> like to wring somebody's neck on these. I just. Uh, mm, oh, I know. Mm, mm. Here's another one. Yesterday, I woke up at four to pick up a generator for five proceeded to do a shoot until 10 o'clock p.m. Sure, OT was paid, of course, but don't want it or need it. If 12 hours aren't enough, then schedule another day. The overtime costs the same as another day rate as, as it was, except I wouldn't be asleep at the end of the wheel at the end of it. Yeah, I remember as a PA, I was living in Orange County at the time, working on these little independent films. Honestly, those all shot way up in... Valencia or Ventura or something like that. So it would be like a two-hour drive for me in the mornings, maybe an hour and a half drive at night. And it was like, I by the time I got home, I had about five hours until I had to be up and back on the road. 
And I just remember driving home, you know, down those dark freeways from Ventura, who barely hanging on, keeping my eyes open. It's a, it's a real, it's a real problem. You know, um, we've talked about this before too, where crew members may have as many as, especially on commercials or short form content, these days, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. may have three or four shoots in one week. And yeah. their turnaround time is just up to them. And that scares the shit out of me every time. So um, some of these make the point of um, schedules. And I agree with this. Like if I'm contacted about a, a job that is budgeted for a 14 hour day, I turn it down. Because oh, there's gosh. just no, I mean, a 14 hour day no. for crew means so much more for everybody else. Yeah. So there's, it's just like, I, I'm personally not, I mean, I know that there's a thousand people out there who would do it, but I think that part of this is actually a production company should say, no, I'm not scheduling one 14 hour day. Once you divide it up, it is basically oh, two yeah. shoot days. Uh-huh. It's two shoot days of work in one. And when you schedule a 14 and anything happens, you go to 16 it's bedlam. Oh my God. Yeah. I just, I think it's very um, inconsiderate, but also safety is just not an issue to them. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Here's one. Um, It's interesting. When I was a script coordinator on hiatus and unemployed, I received this email from a major studio I'd worked for in the past. Hi, blank. (laughs) (laughs) Not sure if you're busy working on other projects, but I'm reaching out to see if you'd be able to do a starred script today for one of our projects at blank it's 86 pages and would need to be done today no money involved let me know thanks (laughs) (laughs) i was floored immediately oh my god (laughs) i was floored and immediately spoke up for myself without fear of what might happen to my career today i'm a working writer never be afraid to stand up for yourself and others the fact that this person had it had a clip of it Oh, really? <laughs> what looked like a note. Oh, my God. And then, like, pasted it in <laughs> is something that just it probably a reminder to oh, them yeah. about, like, 86 pages to star without uh, without pay? No, thank you. I know. And I know that we've been getting, co- like, hearing about dangerous, you know, COVID, you know, protocols lately as well. And I just, a lot of these stories are from the past. They're not necessarily recent. Some are recent, of course, but some were just... And they're just, each one is worse than the next. Yeah. And there's a lot of talk in a lot of these stories about how, well, just suck it up. This is how it is, right? Especially when it's somebody like mm-hmm. who they haven't, you know, their, their their partner or their spouse is in the hospital and they have to, you know, go to the hospital. And it's like, well, you can't leave set. Sorry. You have to wait until the end of the, end of the day. And that's just how it is. That's how it's done. Suck it up. That, that kind of stuff. That is, um, it's really just, it's disheartening. It's funny. We've lived all of these stories, but just to read them all, it's like, wow, how have we let this go on for so long? And as, as producers, you and I, I think that's very smart of you to not be taken the jobs that are scheduled for 14 hours. It is irresponsible right off the bat. I have that luxury because I'm super good and... <laughs> And I get enough work to where I can't, but also too, like I cannot put up with that kind of shit and also talk people into trying to do stuff that Mm -mm. I don't, that I, that you don't even believe is right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, here's, here's an interesting one. So this is a, somebody's made a quote and then put it in here. So here we go. Stealing someone's labor is worse than stealing their property because it, it is a theft of their life. You can replace property 
but you can't replace hours of life. And rigging the system so people need to work longer hours in order to survive is the worst form of theft at mass scale. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty profound because it's just, as I say, you can never get the time. You, you can't get back. You can never no. get the time back. No, it's our most valuable finite resource is our time and we're selling it by the hour. Yeah. Well, I always, I always say that. It's like um, the worst thing that you can be is late for me. Because late is wasting my time. Right. And my time is valuable. And so is yours. And if you're wasting my time, <laughs> then you're you're being rude, basically. I mean, I don't have it to waste. You just can't be late. You just can't be late. No. Yeah, I definitely learned that early on. And I'm my- not late. No. No. No, but I mean, it's more that I'm just never late. I'm never late because I am making somebody wait um, for me in particular. And that is just, it's disrespectful and it's rude. And so that time quote really gets to me because it's true. Very true. So to recap, everyone, don't take any shit. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's it. That's today's takeaway. <laughs> and check out at IA underscore stories. There's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of interesting conversations happening. It's, I think, what are they up to now? I think they have 10,000 followers, 11,000 followers. I know that doesn't 11,000. Yeah. It says. That's a lot of people. And if this, if this becomes, you know, and our last episode talked about the IOTC kind of standing strong on better hours, capping, you know, those fratter days that we spoke about and uh, and fixing this new media contract discount. So th- I think there's a real labor movement going on here, and it's it's our duty as producers to kind of pay attention to it and honor it and be protecting our crew and standing up for them. Yeah. How is it going to be better if there isn't so, if people like us don't stand up for it? Exactly. It's never going to get better. It's just going to perpetuate itself. Yeah. And beating a drum here by saying that if you say yes to it, then it will always be expected of you. Just like if you say yes to that one low budget job, then they're always going to look at you as a low budget person. It ha- I've seen it so many times over the years. As much as they say, oh, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> we will give you something good next time. It never happens. At some point, you're worth better than this and you're worth better than the treatment. And you can say no. Absolutely. <laughs> Words of wisdom. Words of wisdom by Sister Christian. (laughs) You always know how to end the show. Producer's Happy Hour was created with the help of Christopher Daniels, who is a treatment designer, and he created our logo and branding. And Kyle Puccio, who is a music composer for commercials, film, and TV. He created the show music you're listening to right now. This episode was edited by the fabulous Eric Fields. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hopefully we're back next week, depending on our crazy schedules. Send us your voice recordings or your emails to producershappyhour at gmail.com. Lawrence, how do people get you directly? Two ways. com or for voiceover work, voiceoflawrence.com. Christian, how about you? SisterChristianProduces.com. And stay safe out there, guys. Yes, please. Bye. Bye.